0: You're listening to 1039 Life FM Gippsland. This is David Braithwaite with the local news headlines. La Trobe City Council will undertake further community consultation before making a final decision on the future of the old Taralgan Methodist Church. The Council resolved to allocate $86,000 in relation to the old church located near the Taralgan train station and that further community consultation be undertaken seeking proposals for the building's future use and location. The building has been vacant since the Tarraghan Visitor Information Centre was moved to the Gippsland Performing Arts Centre. Leasing the land on a month-to-month basis from the State Transport Department, the Council previously identified the building as surplus to its requirements, while a structural inspection confirmed the building was in disrepair and unfit for use. In November 2021, the Council decided to demolish the building. A month later, it resolved to defer the move and conduct further community consultation. A heritage assessment last year determined the building had local historical significance. La Trobe City Deputy Mayor Dan Clancy acknowledged the community consultation wasn't as broad as it should have been. Councillor Clancy said an expression of interest process for the building may come, but it had to be after talking to the community. The Tarelgan Historical Society supports retaining the building as a museum. The council determined it would cost $86,000 to demolish the old Methodist church, $340,000 to refurbish it in the current location, and $775,000 to relocate the building within 20 kilometres. Gippsland MP Darren Chester fears bushfire impacted communities near Gippsland are on the budget hit list for the federal government. Mr Chester has repeated his demand for Gippsland road safety, transport infrastructure, local governments and bushfire recovery projects to be quarantined from budget cuts. The Nationals MP said the announcement of a 90-day review into the Labor government's infrastructure program was an ominous sign for Gippslanders, with a $10 million commitment for upgrades to the Malakuta-Genoa Road included on the list, according to Melbourne media reports. Infrastructure Minister Catherine King announced a review of infrastructure projects which may not proceed because work hadn't begun. Malakuta genoa Road was closed for two weeks after the Black Summer bushfires and provides the only access to Mallacoota which lost more than 100 homes. Because of the road closure, people had to be airlifted from Malakuda after the bushfires while the Navy transported holidaymakers and locals to safety in the nation's biggest civilian evacuation. Despite all $10 million for the work coming from the federal government, Mr Chester said the road was owned by the state government which was responsible for its condition. Mr. Chester said the community was at risk of being punished by the Federal Labor Government because its state counterpart had failed to begin works. Mr. Chester also criticised Ms. King's failure to respond to letters he has written to her since June last year in relation to Gimpsland infrastructure projects which the previous government budgeted for. Minister King said the review would give all levels of government time to consider the projects which were priorities and assess their cost and deliverability in the current economic climate. She said the previous government had increased the number of infrastructure projects in the pipeline from 150 to 800 without adequate funding or resources. East Gippsland Shire Council has proposed a 3.5% increase in revenue from rates and charges in its draft 2023-24 budget, which has gone out for public comment. Similar to other Gippsland councils, the increase is in line with the cap on rate increases imposed by the state government. Domestic waste collection charges, which sit outside the rate cap, is proposed to rise by 8% with the waste levy going up by $14 to $51 to cover increased costs levied by the Environment Protection Authority. The rate waiver for eligible properties where the main dwelling was destroyed or deemed uninhabitable as a result of the 2019-20 bushfires will continue. East Gippsland Shire Council is forecasting an operating surplus of $37 million for the next financial year. Taking into account income from grants and contributions for capital works, the underlying result will be a $12.6 million deficit. The $105 million capital works program includes $49 million worth of projects carried over from the current financial year. Among the funding for works is $3.8 million for the Sarsford Recreation Reserve upgrade, $3 million for the Bucken Recreation Reserve upgrade, $1.3 million for the Swifts Creek Recreation Reserve, $8.6 million for the World Sporting Precinct in Bansdale, $5.5 million for the Omeo Mountain Bike Trails, and $5 million to extend the runway and upgrade lighting at Bansdale Aerodrome. East Gippsland Shire Mayor Mark Reeves said the budget was developed through a rigorous process and councillors endorsed it as financially responsible. The East Gippsland community will have until May 31st to make submissions before the Council adopts the final budget on June 27th. Bids for feasibility licences to develop offshore wind farms off the Gippsland coast have closed. More than two dozen companies, such as Shell, EDP Renewables, OnG and Origin Energy, are vying for a licence which will grant projects exclusive rights over part of the region for seven years. One of the contenders, Blue Float Energy, claims its 2.1 gigawatt Greater Gippsland offshore wind project could bring tens of billions of dollars to the regional economy and thousands of jobs. The Spanish company claims a socio-economic analysis of the Greater Gippsland offshore wind farm project suggested the project could deliver a $35 billion injection in gross regional product, an $18.3 billion rise in household income, and thousands of jobs. The study was part of the company's feasibility license application for the project, located between 10 and 43 kilometres offshore from the Gippsland coast, between Woodside Beach and Seaspray. At this stage, it includes 140 wind turbines and four substations, and is pencilled in for completion by 2030. Applications will now be assessed by the National Offshore Petroleum Titles Administrator. Blue Float Energy Australia Manager Nick Sankey said a decision needed to be made quickly so that worker recruitment and training could begin. Eastern Victoria State MP Melina Bath said the Nationals would continue to advocate for sustainable long-term careers for locals, including the use of local expertise in manufacturing, engineering, construction and maintenance. Ms Barth said the community expected more than short-term localised benefits, given the scope of the project, establishing stakeholder relationships that benefit locals in the long term will be central to its acceptance. Star of the South, which last year became the first offshore wind project to receive major project status from the federal government, is focused on an area between Woodside Beach and Wilson's Prom. The Environment Protection Authority has fined Earth Systems Consulting more than $1,800 over an incident which led to reports from the public of smoke, odour and litter on a soccer field at Sale. The fine of $1,849 is for unlawfully depositing less than 50 litres of waste, a breach of the Environment Protection Act. The site duty holder was conducting a project trialling the use of pyrolysis, heating without oxygen, to treat incontinence products and manufacturing waste. The project has been operating under an EPA-issued authorisation of discharges or disposal, which allowed the temporary trial to go ahead under strict conditions. The EPA has now issued the duty holder with a notice to show cause requiring it to explain why the authorisation should not be withdrawn. The trial was already planned to finish on April 21st, but the information will be considered by the EPA if the duty holder applies for new permissions in the future. Callers to the EPA reported smoke, odour and litter from the site late on April 5th, with EPA officers inspecting the site the next day, then twice more over the next two weeks. With predictions there will be significant cuts to the public service and the coming state budget, Gippsland East MP Tim Bull has called on Premier Daniel Andrews to commit to retaining frontline workers in rural areas. Amid reports the government is going to shed 10% of the public sector workforce, Mr Bull said the cuts needed to be made in government department head offices in Melbourne, not among staff who service the public in rural areas. The state's net debt is projected to reach $168.4 billion in 2026, with the current state interest being paid on this debt sitting at $10 million per day and rising. Mr Bull said much of the financial disaster had developed from tens of billions in cost overruns on city-based projects, so rural people should not have to pay the cost. Mr Bull said the government needed to cut bureaucratic costs in the city and focus any savings on the health care and mental health crisis, along with fixing roads. This is 1039 Life FM, Gippsland.